yeah my day has been hectic uh, you know running around uh, buying materials for the farm buying fuel there's no power no it's so ash it's been hectic how are you yeah. that, honestly speaking how are you how are you coping yeah you know it's uh, it's tough here in zim you know how it is uh, power issues uh, so you always hope for better days you know so you know you can't uh, you can't shut down you can't give up you just need to keep pushing yeah you know it's interesting because we actually went for golf this afternoon and it was a mental um wellness thing that they were trying to highlight and the stats for men were just uh-huh. alarming apparently men don't talk about it and you know they keep things to themselves and then when they then explode that's why they said i think one and if one for every one woman who tries to commit suicide apparently there's four men that are also trying to commit suicide yeah you know how we were brought up as men that you know you just need to stick it up you need to be a man about things so at the end we really don't talk you know um i was laughing the other day my uh, friends were saying that when women meet for five minutes they can exchange a thousand things uh when men met men uh, when men meet for five minutes there's not much it's just small talk eh and you guys uh we're just different like that women are able to open up to someone very fast and talk and uh, we prefer to be quiet about things eh which is very bad that is kind of a scary but then just take you back a little bit if you can just tell us about your educational qualifications you know your background how you got into farming your whole journey okay yeah so i really don't know where to start but um i'll say after a levels uh 2006 uh my dad uh, bought a farm in rua Uh, dairy farm we were milking about 20 cows it was a business that was ongoing already so yeah my old man asked me that uh, would you like to stay on a farm I was like yes cool then he says uh, the conditions are you will have a car and you take milk very good so I quickly accepted then getting a car and just being able to run a small business was uh, it was very good um two years later i decided to go to flight school so uh, my educational background i'll say i'm a commercial pilot and um, in the beginning i wasn't really interested in farming but when i returned to zimbabwe and discovered uh, that there is opportunity in the dairy sector i realized that uh, what i would, the potential of what i would get paid as a pilot and the potential of what i would uh, get as a dairy farmer it was a huge huge difference so i decided to choose dairy farming um and uh, remained a commercial pilot for for fun just for fun others go play golf i like to go and fly <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> but i think your 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 hobby is a lot more expensive than golf yeah Yeah, it is expensive, but uh, when you're up there, you you really enjoy it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worth it. But um, so tell me, so you didn't go to university for two years, or um, you just worked on the farm? Yeah, I did not go to university for two years. Uh, it, you know, most people take that uh, gap. Uh, what do you call it? It's called a gap, eh? Gap yeah, year. Gap, or gap, gap, gap year. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah so during that time that's when i was on the farm um, i started meeting up with other farm during that time i was like, asking questions in this meeting i just wondering who is this guy um, yeah i've been enthusiastic since then i've been willing to learn and yeah it's been a long journey yeah Yeah, it's been a long journey. How many years would that have been? And I actually find that journey very serious. Um interesting that you know at 18 you already knew like you know I want to do business as opposed to some of us like I mean when I look at myself when I was 18 we didn't I think maybe we were just thinking about going to uni. Like, yeah, we were planning on a good to time uni, at uni. Yeah, I would say maybe my my upbringing, you know, as um as a young man as a young boy uh, my mom always used to you know uh, grow tomatoes sell chickens she used to have pigs you know stuff like that so i kind of grew up knowing that you know as uh, as a young man you know the ultimate goal is to own a business and run you know try to make money on the side of course you can follow a career but you always need to do something on the side as well yeah, yeah. and then And then so that experience and then you went off to university to do your pilot school. Yes. How many so, years was that? So you left the business here in Zim. Yes, so what what happened was that during that time um that two year break my brother was also doing uni so I was the only time so when my brother was done with university that's when I had the opportunity to go into and go to the farm. So I went out for I'd say about 3 years uh flight school did my private pilot license did my commercial license then when I was done when I came back to Zim uh that's when I realized that you know what I think it's better to do than uh, than this flying thing when I started looking at uh what people were earning in my industry Yeah oh as a pilot Yes Uh okay. Okay, so it made more sense for you to to then have your own business um rather than be a pilot. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll get into the numbers, you know, um for someone who just finished um uh, finished flight job you're going to get about 1.5 and uh during that time my weekly sales were about what wasn't profit but already I told myself wow if I in a week that's with uh means i just need to grow this to a point where uh it makes more sense to be yeah on the farm and you know being your own boss doing things at, all, at your own time was uh something that i really enjoyed yeah. okay and then just where did the capital come from to to then um sort of start your business to continue growing it um how have you been sort of maybe disciplined enough to to realize that yeah to continue growing the business so um i'd say um it's only after i came back from flight school um fortunately there was a company starting to process milk a company called uh, then it was called pro brands they just started uh, uh processing milk they invited me for a meeting and uh they said ah, you know what we want to buy milk from uh, from you guys So back then I was sending my milk to dairy board and they were asking please join us we need um, fresh milk we need to process some products 
then uh, I decided to join them. So, you know, when someone invites you in, you can uh, detect the condition, say, ah, okay, um, can you buy my milk at this price? You know, if they agreed on that. So we pushed um, a few liters of milk for about three months and they were happy with my quality. Uh, then they asked, you know what, um, we need more milk. Uh, your quality is good, we need more milk. What do you need for you to grow your business? Um, so from then, I, you know, I was young, I was excited. I came up with things that I thought were big enough uh, that would grow my business. Um, in fact, I decided to double my business then, uh, being uh, the number of people. When I was milking 20 cows, I started to buy another 20. So I, um, I went to this guy called Callum. Callum was, um, was the CEO then of Pro Daily. And he says, no, it's fine. Let us look for some funding for you. And fortunately, within a month, to get funding for uh, the expansion. And uh, since then, um, you know, we've been we've been expanding since then. Yeah. So basically, that's the story. So I was fortunate that during the time when I came back, there was a new company that I was starting to process. And uh, they were happy with my quality. And they said, you know what, let's, um, let's expand your business because we need more of you now. So in terms of funding, do you reckon it's easy to find funding? Because I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with currently. Um, I suppose not just in Zimbabwe, but even in Africa. That's just the number one topic that I need funding to grow my business. Um, I would say it's, uh, it's, it's important first to get your business right, get your quality right. I believe there is no shortage of capital out there. But uh, and no one can ignore talent, no matter where you are, any part of the world. As long as you're working hard and your business is uh, really, really uh, producing results, you should be able to to get some funding. So with whatever you are, wherever you are, you start small and uh, make sure you send the monies to the bank so that you build a history uh, of uh, transacting with them. You know, once you build a history, even if you are banking $100 a week or $200 a month, they can actually calculate and say, you know what, for your kind of cash flow, this is the amount that we can uh, loan you out. Unfortunately, most people don't bank, <coughs> don't bank their money and it becomes difficult to build sort of a history where a bank can say, you know what, uh, we've seen uh, so many deposits in your account and this is uh, what we can offer you. And also sometimes not looking at banks as well, uh, you can look at um... Okay, cool. So I was saying I, I, I still believe that there is no shortage of capital if um, uh, your relatives, your friends or people out there, there's so many people with lots of money. So it now depends on convince them or take to them and your character as a person some people your own family members don't even believe in your ideas because they know what sort of person you are so i mean that will be very difficult for you to get funding but in general if you are a straight up person if you're an honest person even within your family within your friends people are willing to invest in you and say ah you know what this guy has got an idea or this person has got an idea let's try give him a chance and see what happens and uh, sometimes you don't really need to look so far. Maybe just around the coast, you should be somewhere where you can borrow money or someone that you know you think is well up. That if you try and talk to them, you should be able to get some funding. That's what I think. 
So in terms of your funding, though, have you done equity or debt funding? Have you then had to let go of some of the equity in your company? And, you know, what, what would you recommend? So for me, what I've done, um, I've uh, managed to, you know, the first time I, I, I got a loan was to buy a vehicle. It was something that was uh, not very wise. But later on, I, I discovered that it was wise. After my business started building very well, um, you know, I, would, I wouldn't advise other entrepreneurs to do that. But I went and bought a brand new car. So that brand new car became... Um, um, an asset that I could use as security against other notes. So uh, I think uh, last year was my fourth time going to the bank and saying, you know what, um, I need some money. This is my car. It's, it's worth this much. What amount of money can you give me? So I've just been borrowing money like that to the banks. And I've been fortunate as well that where I take my product, I've managed to negotiate with them to become guarantee guarantors for my uh, for my funding so if i uh, go to a bank and i do not have security the security becomes a letter from uh, from the company that i supply uh, the company will put up a letter as a guarantor for whatever amount i'm uh, trying to borrow so i think those were the two things that uh, i was using to to access funding first of all you know to access funding there are two things you need to prove uh, to the bank that you have the ability to pay back the money that is through your cash flow what i spoke to uh, spoke about earlier that you need to bank your money and uh, second of all you need security so security now that's when i used to use my car or i used to use a letter from uh, my processor where i take my mock is uh, is security yeah so that's how that's how i've been doing it okay so you've been doing the loan not the equity route not the equity route yeah so i'm at a point where i uh, i dream of going even bigger than i am now so i might be considering the equity route so it's something that i would like to explore but i i i do not have enough information on how it's done and how much you can let go and how much you are you are worth you know sometimes you don't want to give up a huge chunk of your business uh, just for for the sake of trying to grow your business, so it's an option that I'm still studying and trying to understand how it works. Yeah, I think, but even like loans, I'm 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 scared of taking out loans. Um, I'm scared <laughs> of taking out loans. I I don't know how the interest rates are in in Zim. Oh no, they're quite so, high. Yeah, so I, I a friend of mine who's been for the past couple of years and I remember in one of the meetings that we had with him he he kept saying go and borrow money and, and uh, you know we've been taught that borrowing money is bad um, you, we have grown up seeing people's property being taken people she's a TV's being taken um, because they failed to pay a loan but if you borrow money for the right purposes if you borrow money uh, to buy assets and you have committed to work hard to pay back that money there is nothing wrong with debt actually debt is good you cannot grow without borrowing this story of organic growth is is a lie yes business can grow organically but the growth will be very slow if you really want <clears throat> if you really want to grow your business big if you do your numbers right the next move is to go and borrow money in zimbabwe uh, the interest rates are very high i think at the moment the lowest rate will be about 
13 12 to 18% uh, that is in US dollars and on uh, the local currency it's up to 230% that's the interest rate so what people has always said is that when uh, looking at borrowing money look at the inflation and uh, the interest rate if the inflation rate is higher than the interest rate don't be even worried about or borrow money because i think our inflation is higher than 230% so even if you borrow money at 230% you have got inflation at your advantage to cover up some of that interest yeah, yeah i suppose so, I would also say um, it's important that uh, you, we guys, you know, sometimes what separates separates us from those people who are very successful is just fear. We are scared to move. We are scared to invest big. We are scared to go and borrow money. Uh, but you know what? Life is a risk. Sometimes we need to do calculated risks and uh, just go for it. Don't be scared. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you see, when you talked about getting your your house taken, and you yeah. know, I've also was saying, don't take a loan for business. I'm, no, don't mm. mortgage your house for a business loan. Um, you know, if you're going to um, use your house, at least use it for another property. So you always have all these conflicting um, stories that you hear, like, no, the worst thing we did was we used the house to try and grow the business and things didn't work. So, yeah. Yeah, so i would say if you uh, read stories of people who have been very successful at some point they took a risk they in their house were, their house was actually taken or they saved their business by just letting that house go something like that and i also remember my mentor um i was speaking to him last year when i uh, was asking him to guarantee me uh, some money that i wanted to borrow from the bank and he was very encouraging encouraging and uh, he says you know what separate let's do this if we fail we fail it's fine it's a lesson and we'll pay the school fee um, uh, but if we're successful then it will work so we borrow the money and uh, we managed to win which was good so sometimes you just have to take a risk as long as it is calculated and go for it don't be afraid <laughs> yeah i'm still afraid but i think we'll, we'll see so as, the, <laughs> as the year goes on <laughs> yeah but, yeah i think we'll definitely see no but you you really about your business and your passion and dairy farming and i know like, a lot of people um still have the doubts on making money on dairy farming what are your thoughts on that um i still believe that dairy farming um is one of the best businesses that you can do because of the cash flow the cash flow is very good uh, unlike other sorts of businesses uh, in terms of farming uh, the cash flow is not uh, that consistent now with dairy farming you can make money every single day because you're producing milk every day and uh, there's high demand for milk in Zimbabwe and the rest of Africa I'd say uh, actually you know most of the milk products that are being made um, are being supplemented by powders because there is not enough milk in the country and it's the same for most of the countries in Africa so i would say there's huge opportunity in dairy what you need to do is to control your cost of production and uh, the highest cost of production is mainly feed if you can grow as much feed as you can uh, you'll be able to lower the cost of production yeah so i think 
for me, I think dairy, if, as long as you are able to grow as much feed as you can to lower your cost of production, you should be able to be um, very successful. So you definitely recommend that people get into dairy farming. Like you said, there is a huge shortage of milk in the country. So there's a huge opportunity. Yes, there is huge opportunity. And uh, if you look at... Uh, if you get into a supermarket right now and you go to the dairy sector, you will notice that there are lots of products that are being imported. And uh, it's it's an opportunity because if you can make a product locally, I know sometimes people say, no, imports are cheaper, but they all, there's always a way to beat uh, the guys that are importing because they need foreign currency to import the products, transportation and stuff. But if you do have the raw material here in Zimbabwe, I mean, you should be able to produce at par or even cheaper than those um, as long as it's not coming from China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can. But do you know one interesting thing that I have found? Now, yeah. it's very difficult to find fresh milk. All I find is, is it UHT? Um, yes. Long life. Is it yeah. because of the powders? That because then the fresh milk is really expensive. Yeah, I would say, so there's been sort of like an evolution in terms of uh, in terms of uh, milk products. The fresh milk has sort of slowly disappeared from the shelves because of its uh, life, uh, what do you call it? It's called what? Shelf life. Shelf yes. life, yeah. Yeah, because I think that fresh milk has got a shelf life of uh, seven days, while uh, UHT has got a uh, shelf life of about six to 12 months, if I'm not mistaken. So what what the processors are trying to do uh, um, when the market is good they can push product if it's not good they can just keep the product in their warehouses for as long as they can until the market improves then they sell when the market improves so it's their to their advantage to use that uh, that UHT milk that is long life so that they can sort of control the market they can create a demand you know and uh, you know raise prices sort of I think yeah Oh, okay. Well, that evolution, some of us don't really like it. I, I personally don't like the taste of um, UHT. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you feel about that. I I'm, I I also don't like UHT because it's it's a blend of uh, milk, the real milk, and uh, other additives and milk powder. So it's milk powder, water, and the real milk. So it's a blend of that. So some processors are putting so much powder. Some are even 100% powder. It's just powder and water boxed and yeah, it loses the real taste of milk. So yeah, it's it's really tricky. And where these powders come from, um, these countries that are producing excess milk, they end up just turning it into powder because it's just too much. And all that powder is dumped to Africa and we Africans are, we enjoy the powdered milk with water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then now we've just had to, to just accept that it is what it is when it comes yes. to that powdered milk. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, and, and just a funny question. Like, if you weren't doing dairy, what would you actually be doing flying? Um, I think I'll be growing tomatoes. I used to really enjoy growing tomatoes. Uh, flying, not really, because, you know, uh, being your own... Um, what do you call it? On um, what can I say? I'm looking for a word. 
you need to be someone who can be able to uh, choose their own destiny you know so if you're really working for someone uh, you are not in a position to really choose what you want you are offered the salary and told when to come to work and when to go uh, and you can be fired anytime so for me it's um, it's uh, trying to control your own destiny so if you're running a business you are able to you know determine how big your business you want to be the income uh, levels that you want yeah oh so you'd be growing tomatoes was was growing tomatoes very profitable for you yeah it was very profitable i i i grew tomatoes and i did not have issues to sell of course the market was up and down here and there but i still believe if you have a product and you can sell uh that's very good news that's the most important thing if you have a product and you can sell uh it's very good news you either increase your volumes or increase your average selling price if you can control those two then uh you're in business but you know like the um you know how you're talking about controlling your destiny as an entrepreneur but how come you know we don't have um a lot of inter- successful black entrepreneurs i can put it that way and then you know most of the people that i do see especially in zimbabwe that are doing business they also have got very good roles in terms of their corporate career like they might be the fd of this company and then they like a chicken farm or they might be the md or the ceo and then they also farming why is it that they can't let go of those roles and move into 100% entrepreneurship well i i wouldn't really know the reason behind them not uh leaving their jobs you know sometimes people just want security you know mm. uh, because if whatever you're trying to do on the side doesn't work at least you can fall back on something but i still believe that the moment you realize that there is nothing to fall back on this is all you have it will give you pressure to work hard and make sure that whatever you're doing works so to those who are still doing both when you become very serious you will have to let go of one Hilda, that's for you. Yes. You have to let go of your accounting job. <laughs> I need to let go of this fear. <laughs> yeah, it's fear. The yeah, fear. <laughs> But um so just a question as well. What uh, what do you know like women in leadership? What what are your views of the women that we currently have in leadership? So in my uh, in my opinion uh, men and women are very different uh, in the way we see things in the way we think in the way we do things and i've realized that uh, having women do certain things is very good for organizations i know some farms that um, uh, have had quality issues with their milk and the moment they changed the people who were working in the milking parlor and put ladies then the quality just improved like that same as um, people with uh, men running their accounts doing uh, what do you call it doing tenders for what do you call that um what is it called the purchase the purchasing department what is it called the procurement, the procurement. Yeah. as soon as you yes as soon as you change and put ladies there you see things start improving so um men are people who can easily take risks and do funny things with money and women i think women are more careful with money they take time to make decisions i i remember 
reading up something about women that uh, when a woman says, you know, we're breaking up, should have decided maybe three, two, three months ago about it, and she thought about it clearly. So, unlike men, we 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 just make decisions sometimes uh, without deeply thinking about it. But the way women were created, I think they really take time and put deep thought when doing things, which makes them do things more perfectly than us. Yeah. Okay. So you reckon having more women in leadership might help some of these African economies? <laughs> definitely, definitely. You you find out that once we have women in some of these positions, uh, we'll definitely see some, some uh, good results. Uh, because women really take their time. I mean, uh, looking at how women just take care of a baby from the way it go, uh, they, that patience, you know, it's, it's, it means a lot. And I really think that women would really take us to the next level. But do you think men are supportive of women, though? Um, I think the challenge that we have with men is that uh, we've always wanted to be uh, above women, I would say, to say we're the ones in control type of, uh, I don't know, it's it's how things have been from in the beginning. But uh, we've slowly seen women becoming more conf- confident, taking up leadership positions. So um, I would say there's some women who really, uh, some men who really encourage women to take it up. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm a parent now, I have a daughter and uh, i see the confidence that's there in my uh, in my daughter and i would like it to to be brave enough to be the same level with my son they're twins so they do almost the same thing i don't say uh, this is for boys or this is for girls i just encourage them both to to work as hard as they can and uh, take up any uh, sort of position that they like uh, any sport i am not someone who would say no i think this is for boys only or this is for girls only no I believe both of them are equal and they should be able to perform to par. Interesting. And who's who's performing better? (laughs) 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 I would say um, my daughter is um, is someone that stands faster. She was the first to walk, and my son is slightly behind. So. With what's happening, I can see that my daughter is way ahead of my son. Of course, they're twins, but, um, you know, in, in twins, there is one dominated. So, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, but I actually like that, the way you're supporting yeah. um, your, your, your daughter, especially, because I think when we were growing up, it was a bit different. I mean, the confidence is slowly being instilled in us, but then now... We're having the issue in the home as well because i think that's why a number of women can't thrive because i know some women did have goals before and once they got married those goals went down the drain so you know we've also got those issues now where yeah when we were growing up i remember i did a lot of housework a lot of house chores it was almost like the woman belongs to the kitchen um but now it it is a bit different i mean there's a lot of encouragement in terms of entrepreneurship but then once you get married sometimes it then hinders those dreams you once had of building this big um company or whatever it is yeah that's true yeah i still feel that uh it's 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 very important to try and uh, 
marry someone that is also encouraging you that someone that can bring out the best in you so that when you decide to settle down they do not discourage you and say ah you can't do this ah you're now a housewife ah don't do this don't do that i believe that choosing the right partner who is encouraging who can allow you to um, get the best out of yourself and uh, take you to the to the level where you are supposed to be to bring the best out of you i think if you marry the wrong type of person they always feel like ah women are not supposed to do this you know you're supposed to stay at home uh you know we know people who are highly qualified maybe accountants lawyers even engineers as soon as they got married that was the last time they ever thought about their career that was the end of it yeah so how do you think men can 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 support women because i mean there's still a huge gap right now in zim when we're looking at some of the listed companies or the blue chip companies or even people my age who started businesses like i can count the number of women that are there but the number of men that i see is just crazy so is it an issue of women or is it the issue of the men where do you think the problem would be so it's it's a culture that we're trying to uh, sort out from the beginning you know as men this is something that's uh, supposed to come up from the way you are raised understand that uh, women are also equal and women have got uh, even better ways to do things than you so just that thought of saying you know what uh, women are uh, just the same as us and they can even do better than us so if you grow up in an environment okay women are being encouraged from a young age and also men are being educated so you know what uh, we and women are the same and we have the same abilities there is no one who's better than other because from a young age if you can learn that it's very important you know sometimes from a young age uh, ladies told that ah women can't drive properly which is already something that's wrong and if another if another man is there hearing that he will grow up thinking that and yet you find that if you see some ladies driving you'll be surprised how they drive so carefully hello hi yes i'm we, here i think we've lost him no but it's still saying connected oh okay so maybe he got a call and it seems like he's still talking really he's a staying connected yeah but we can't hear anything no what's up i can't hear him dropped again this <laughs> <laughs> is okay actually we're almost done so let me send the last link for him to give us his concluding remarks anyway yeah yeah okay so i'll okay. send the link now <laughs> okay great Hi, friend. Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm back. Hey, it keeps dropping. I wonder what's going on. No, it's Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> concluded that. <laughs> I think you were yeah, just I'm... saying um something about women drivers and 
okay well i suppose it's just um yeah it's it's flying that you know if if you're driving sometimes you hear men saying ah women you know women driving you know women don't know how to drive and stuff like that but if you uh look carefully you can see women who are very good drivers as well so i i i've always said you know what sometimes with experience you realize that women are even better drivers uh, the way they handle uh, themselves around other people and stuff yeah Yeah so I think no we've we've thoroughly enjoyed having you here. And this was really a great conversation. What some insights in terms of how we behave as opposed to what's growth towards finances towards leadership. But I'll just like to ask you for any advice that you could have to our listeners. Well, I'd say um that we where you are with what you have uh work as hard as you can uh once you become uh successful don't be quick to spend your money on useless things don't to try and fit in in crowds that you have never been before just remain yourself keep growing and uh, i'm sure you you will be successful ah no i yeah. no i Hilda do you have anything you wanted to say I've really enjoyed this conversation. It was great having you on our podcast. Yeah, I think Hilda's also, I don't know. The network in Malawi must also be quite bad. But no, thank you so much for joining us. And um hopefully you can also be supportive of women in leadership, women in entrepreneurship, and you know, just helping us along the way because I think like you said women are not as risk takers like you men are and i think that's what brings us back we are always very careful and we make very calculated decisions so i think we need that risk spirit sometimes um to to grow our businesses so thank you so much i don't know if you had any last words that you wanted to share i think i have nothing else to say thanks so much for um hosting me and um wish you all the best in your businesses Thank you so much and we wish you all the best too. We can't wait to see you being the next um milk conglomerate in Africa or the world wherever your 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 mindset to be. <laughs> Thanks so much for the encouragement. Thanks have a good night. All right, cheers. Bye.